It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Pearl Bailey. something i have a present okay first of all what it's time to watch the muppets it's time to watch the muppets that's not how the song we goes. haven't done this in like a couple weeks no it feels so like we haven't missed an episode release mm-hmm. but it feels like we're off right like i'm like oh i have to watch the episode like yeah i, I actually to watch it actually i i missed it like i when i put the muppets episodes on i was like oh i felt like like, it was like a dopamine hit. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, this feels so good. I get to watch them. All oh, these same old guys. Like, I felt like that. Like, in the book, how they talked about the same old guys. Uh-huh. Like, I felt like, all oh, these same old guys. I love them. Because, yeah, I try not to watch. I don't want to watch ahead and then, like, we hit, like, I've watched four episodes and now we have to talk about four episodes ago. I've been watching them along. I only do, like, two at a clip. You know, yeah, like, and it, I feel like it's difficult enough to do two at a clip where you're, like, yeah. getting the episodes confused. So I ordered, okay, April, as you may know, is uh, Autism Awareness Month, right? So I ordered these for us from an Etsy page that's actually donating all of the proceeds to, like, a really cool organization that's name is escaping me right now. But I got you this Burt and Ernie pin <gasps> that's so cool. Oh, my God. From an Etsy page called Clownfetti Art. Doug, thank you so much. Cheers. But I thought these were neat. I love this. I fucking love this. Thank you, Doug. I like follow too many Muppet accounts at this point. And I'm like, oh, I want these. I love the Muppets. So I ordered us pins. But also like how they're designed and the costuming. It's so good. Like the Count, he looks so good. Bert and Ernie, they look so good. Look how, and I love to see an angry Bert because all the kids' toys of Bert are smiling Bert. Yeah, and why? He, he's upset all the time. Yeah, he hardly ever smiles. He's a like sourpuss. It's ridiculous. Come on. Present him the way he is. Yeah, he's angry. And there's and, nothing wrong with it. And honestly, like, I feel like, I, I mean, I know that there's films of this, but they're plays originally, but like, um, Neil Simon. Uh huh. I mean, I feel like you need to at least watch his films. Like, have you seen The Odd Couple, the original Odd Couple? Yes, not in a bajillion years, yeah, but I have okay. seen it. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was interesting that they they did like a sequel in the 90s. Yeah, didn't they? It's really weird. That and I'm getting that. that confused with grumpy old men. I confuse them all the time. Grumpier old men. Oh my Grumpy God. old men. And, and the then there's a couple. movie where like they, the two guys, it's what? It's Jack Lemmon. And what's his face? Did I mention yet in this podcast how much I love Jack Lemmon? Do you ever seen the movie? I think it's called like All the President's Men or something yes. like that. Or Hail to the... Ch- it's something like where he plays an ex-president. It's like him and Dan Aykroyd and someone else. They Your all favorite, play Dan Aykroyd. Oh, God. Can an episode Does go Dan by Aykroyd where I don't have Nixon? to talk about Dan Aykroyd? They play like amorphous, oh, like yeah. an ex-president. They don't yeah. play like anyone like, specific. Like Michael Douglas. But he probably is... He probably is supposed On to be like West Nixon. Wing. Michael Douglas is the West Wing, right? I'm right. Yeah. Michael Douglas. Martin. No, Martin. I can't. Michael Douglas, because his father is Martin. Michael. Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Emilio Estevez. (laughs) Right? Is that the family? No, the Sheens are not the Uh, Douglases. We've had this conversation before. They're hard to tell apart. The difference between the Sheens and the Douglases. Oh, they're the same family. Damn. 
Yeah, that's my. And there's no internet. Voice. You're like looking at your iPhone. I know there's no like, internet. I can't. <laughs> we have to do this episode fully analog. Yeah, this is fully analog. <laughs> and actually, we're sitting in a, 19, a house from literally built in 1900. Megan recently is in the process of moving, and we are in the uh, what will be parts of your office. Right? Yeah, this is going to be our attic studio for when Doug comes to my house to record. Hopefully, perfectly insulated and it sounds impeccable. Yeah, a little bit better from the sun porch that we've recorded in. Definitely it. better from the sun porch, <laughs> especially the sun porch when at, all the at, kids at, when, Yeah, when school gets out. <laughs> all right, so let's get started in this episode. Cold open. Scooter calls guest star Pearl Bailey. She tells Scooter that she'll be out as soon as someone calls off the oysters. That are attacking her. Eventually, they back off, although they whine about it. She tells them to clam up. I was going to say, she tells them to clam up. I liked her, like, right out the gate. I think she had, like, a very cool, fun presence. Like, she was ready to play. And, uh, like, just a big personality, you know? Like, everything that she did seemed like she was having a good time. Like, she she was a really... You can tell that she's a theater person because of that, I think. Absolutely. You know? Like, theater people do have fun. And they theater people, like, know how to have fun. Yeah. The only thing that I worried about with Pearl Bailey is that I saw that lipstick and I was like, wow, that's giving me, like, Wicked Witch of the West vibes. <laughs> like, it looks cancer-causing is what I mean. Oh. Like, it looks like that you got that red color via lead. Very unnatural yeah. uh, like, poison Yeah, like, it's color. so good, but you're poisoned. So, in the opening theme... Scooter calls for everybody to get on stage, and he realizes everybody is on stage. Whatever. My favorite part of this was when Gonzo (laughs) comes up with his trumpet, and Gonzo doesn't even want to try to play his trumpet. I'm not even going to try it. He just just says, I'm not going to do it. And there's a blow in the background anyway. Uh There's a... He was like... So, okay. Pearl Bailey. I can do this. I have to pull up the notes. Not enough... You know how, like, um... Like, you know, there's a resurgence of children's names. Like, remember when a couple of years, like, a, like maybe 10 years ago, Emma was a big name. Uh-huh. To the ki- now you hear, uh, like, a lot of Amelia's. Amelia, Olivia. Uh-huh. Pearl has never come back. No, why is that? I don't know. I like it's the name It's not a Pearl. bad name. I think Pearl's a good name. Yeah. What do you, do you know Pearl Bailey? I didn't know Pearl Bailey. I know the name Pearl, and I know the last name Bailey from Barnum Barnum Bailey. Barnum Bailey? Barnum Bailey. Barnum. I'm pulling it up now. I found her. I found her. I found her. Pearl Bailey was a singer and songwriter who guest starred on episode 305 of The Muppet Show. Bailey first made her mark in vaudeville and then on Broadway, debuting in St. Louis Woman in 1946. Years later, she would perform the title role in an all-black version of Hello, Dolly!, Get the fuck out. I'm sorry. Yeah, that rules. I have to absolutely see that. And I think that you know how like there's like streaming bootlegs? Mm-hmm. There should be streaming bootlegs of like plays. Because now, Okay, that was in sixty eight. You can go to the New York and I've talked about this. Before. I was gonna say I you wonder go if to that's the New part York of their public archives. library and you can go watch a play. If it was on Broadway or at BAM, it's uh-huh. most likely recorded. So this was it, I would assume was on Broadway if it was eligible for Tony, right? Uh, yeah, or off Broadway, I think. And it was but from either 68, way, so maybe they do have that Broadway. archived. Oh my god! And and, and because it's a uh, like a black, all black, um, yeah, production, it probably is archived. I would I would hope so. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. But I would think that that would be a big deal. She also was the voice of Big Mama in Disney's 1981 animated Fox and the Hound. I think that might be the only thing I've seen for sure. Okay. With her You in it. love that movie. I 
don't necessarily love that movie. I think that that... Okay. Are you confusing my potential love of, of that movie with just a dumb joke on Twitter that I wrote? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I think my pinned tweet is my Fox and the Hound yeah. joke. Yeah, did you bring up Fox and the Hound one time uh, and now I say you love it? Yes. You love it. You love that movie. <laughs> That movie's sad. That movie came out when we were little. Yeah, oh, that movie's sad. It came out in the sad. 80s? It said 81. But I feel like it was reissued on VHS or in theaters when we were little. Did you watch all the... Pre- did you know every preview on your favorite Disney VHS? Because I do. I can't think of any of them, but I do... Yeah, I remember all, like I'm... enjoying some of the commercials. Oh my God. You know like when you think of something and then you're like really sad that you might not have it anymore? Mm-hmm. I don't think I have my Sword and Stone VHS anymore. Oh, man. Well, I guess now's the perfect time to figure it out yeah, while you're moving. Yeah, and I remember that there is a preview on that where I, I, even as a kid, I was like, why is this a preview on a kid's movie? Uh-huh. But it was like, I remember it was in black and white and there was a train going and like it was a guy on the train trying to catch the woman to like bring her up onto the train. But it was like clearly like not a kid's movie. Uh-huh. And I'm like, the Sword in the Stone is, like, for children. Yeah. Yeah. I the Sword in the Stone weird. is a great Disney movie, and it's also probably, like, 65 minutes long. First of all, The Sword in the Stone, there's, like, two parts. There's two there's movies like, in yeah. one. Uh-huh. There's two movies in one. And honestly, The Sword in the Stone has to be one of my favorite Disney movies. Yeah. And that was definitely my favorite Disney movie when I was a kid, but there was no, like, blanket set mm-hmm. that you could get for your bedroom. No, because it's... And yeah. then I was like, fine, Beauty and the Beast, and... Fine. That was all sold out. So, like, my mom put Beauty and the Beast decals on the wall. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, Megan. You can settle for a Snow White cover on this, your bed. This, this impression that you're doing of your mother is very reminiscent of, like, in uh, Adam's Family 2 <laughs> when when Debbie's doing the monologue. <laughs> and she's like, no Mercedes. Yeah. We have to set an example. <laughs> this like, is my favorite. Debbie. And slides. My parents, Sharon and Dave. Generous, doting, or were they? All I ever wanted was a ballerina Barbie in her pretty pink tutu. My birthday. I was ten. And do you know what they got me? Malibu Barbie. Malibu Barbie. The nightmare. The nerve. That's not what I wanted. That's not who I was. I was a ballerina, graceful, delicate. They had to go. And she's like, no Beauty and the Beast tapestry, Megan. Can I please watch that movie again? So, okay, I just want to say really quick, because you mentioned, like, previews that are, like, burned into your head. On my old Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie VHS tape. Oh. Before Sarah there was Michelle a trailer Geller, for, but still directed by Joss Whedon. Yes, there was a trailer for, um, the movie Love Potion Number Nine. Do you yeah, remember that movie? Of course. I've never seen it, but, but I know the trailer from the beginning to end. So, I have to tell you that the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie was a, a VHS that I rented from the movie store mm-hmm. very often. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I was attacked by a dog. <laughs> and I remember when I was attacked by a dog, um, my parents, you know, felt so terrible that they, like, let me, like, rent 
a bunch of movies. Like you could kind of have free reign. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah. And I you, remember you get and, a hall pass we'll, to watch whatever kind of movie but, you want. And the 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 thing the cherry on top is, and we'll watch them with you. And oh. by will, my dad, my mom didn't watch uh-huh. them with me. She's too busy. So like you have a hostage also. Oh yeah. Basically. So like my dad and I watched that Buffy the Vampire Slayer cassette like mm-hmm. a thousand times that was definitely a movie that i watched with my dad a thousand yeah, times a th- and like you our know copy what? was previously viewed from the rental section of <laughs> pathmark used to rent out oh, movies yeah. and i would I, we bought a copy used Path- from pathmark. pathmark and hazlitt which uh, one did you go to pathmark in old bridge in old bridge okay because we went to the pathmark in hazlitt and uh-huh. i remember a memory for me is i remember my mom was like thank you so much millie talk to you later and she would like always talk to like the checkout people uh-huh. always went in Millie's line. Yeah. And, and I said, oh, how do you know Millie? Is she your friend or whatever? And, of course, my mom was like, what do you mean? Is she my friend? She She's the checkout person at the at the Pathmark. That's how I know her. <laughs> I'm like, okay, mom, in my kid brain, uh-huh. I'm like, how are you guys know? How are you guys connected? How do you know each other? <laughs> Cruel world. <laughs> my mom's like, okay. We are fully <laughs> off the rails. Okay, so Pearl Bailey... <laughs> Pearl Bailey's papa was a preacher, and so she and some Muppets sing, My Soul is a Witness. First of all, they had the church background. It was fucking awesome. It was cool. And that all, I think that this episode did something that I have yet to see in The Muppet Show, and it's too many Muppets on the stage at one time. <gasps> did you feel like too many there Muppets? too many Muppets on the stage at any time in this episode. I couldn't believe it. I wonder if I would ever feel that way about a bunch of cats. There Probably. <laughs> There really were like I don't know everybody was two hand in it is all that I can assume because like, oh you're right double fisting here <laughs> you're saying two handing it I would say double fisting in this sketch mm-hmm. and then later on in the Camelot sketch I'm like there are so many characters on the screen I couldn't believe it Camelot sketch was funny too but I have to ask you I'm, and I don't mean to be off topic but mm-hmm. um, the church background scene when I was watching it I was like oh shit I wonder if Doug saw the movie Aretha. Or it was called Respect. I know. I did not see the I rec- any of the Aretha Franklin movies. I recommend movies. the Respect yeah. that came out last year. It was good. Yeah. It I remember was- when it was out, we were talking about it. You had seen it in theaters and everything. Yeah, no one was there. Yeah. Literally. it was. You've seen a lot of movies where no one was there. Literally. I mean, that was honestly like COVID was almost... If you lived in the suburbs, I'm sure yeah. the cities were different. But if you lived in the suburbs and you went to a movie theater, like we went to the Rutgers movie theater. So first of all, zero people were on campus. Yeah. And no one was at the movie theater at mm-hmm. all. And no one went to go see Respect. Yeah, because it was out at the time of a Spider-Man movie or yeah. whatever big popcorn kind of movie you would yeah. go so see. so my girlfriend and I had the movie theater to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I recommend it. It was good. It was really interesting. And I, what, I, what I think is interesting that keeps coming up for me is, like, how much of um, a help and an influence Aretha Franklin actually had on... Martin Luther King and his movement really? in the 60s. That's in the, cool. Hu- yeah, in, in the... Um, the civil rights movement civil and rights everything. Movement. I kept calling it human rights movement in my uh-huh. head, and I'm like, that's not right. Civil rights movement. But yes, yeah, so I, I just like, I thought it was really good, and I thought that um, they did a, a decent, at least decent job with that movie. I know that I had heard at some point Aretha Franklin said she was so impressed by Jennifer Hudson's talent mm-hmm. she said that if anyone ever made a movie of her Jennifer Hudson better play her yeah so I think that that's really cool I think she did a good job how often do you see that kind of like yeah I you mean, know I mean it was like of course it was like a story of a, a young woman whose you know mom was 
a famous singer mm. and not really around and daddy issues yeah. and church and all the horrors that it takes to make a incredible talent unfortunately yeah. and then the instances. like relationships she's had with certain men so anyway but mm-hmm. yeah the muppets and pearl bailey sorry <laughs> so waldorf asks statler what he thought of the opening number but statler asks the opinion of an avocado i love this okay. avocado keep him keep him keep him okay. statler and waldorf and the avocado i, I think that should be the new what's combination. the purpose of the avocado to make a one guacamole joke yep fine i'm here for it fine and the guacamole joke isn't even until later on in the episode no it's not and and no one knows why this avocado was there, nope. but it's a really well-designed Muppet. And he's cool. He has sunglasses. Oh, he is fully, like, the predecessor to the Crest cartoon of, like... <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? When they came yes. out with, like, the Crest with the sparkles in it for uh-huh. kids? Yeah, and it's and like had a the little sunglasses. Yeah. So the avocado praises the performance, which Waldorf finds amazing. It's not so amazing, <laughs> however, for the avocado... Has been a Pearl Bailey fan for years. Statler will continue oh. to ask the avocado's opinion throughout the episode. That's that's why he's there. He's there because you know what? He's a fan. He, he's a fan. He's ride or die. Exactly. He's like, this is where Pearl is this week. I'm following her. And I make perfect sense here because yes. I'm a fan. So then backstage, Janice questions Kermit about the closing number. She can't believe the weird trip he's sending them on. And she states that the band yeah, has Kermit. flashed on the closing number. I don't understand all of her... Her mannerisms here. They flashed on the closing number. She's She needs to put down the joint sometimes. She's too cool for all of us. Though. So like, though Kermit uh... is confused by everything she says, Janice continues to protest the performance of the, the performing of the jousting scene from Camelot. She brings Floyd, who is wearing an oversized metal night suit, in to back her up. Oh, my froggy friend, says Floyd. We need to work on today's slang. They have medieval times in other states, right? Or is it that in New Jersey? I think medieval thing? times is around. It's like it's a franchise. Yeah, I don't know where they have them otherwise. But medieval times, if you're not familiar, is a restaurant performance space where horses you eat like it's medieval times and watch a jousting match show with horses and knights There's like a and bad kings guy. and queens and bad guys yeah. and yeah. I haven't been to that in and a long time. It costs way too costs much to go. Way too much money. And the only time you ever go is when your mom sends you to rec camp, and it's like a discounted price. I went to one time. That's with... why you go to rec camp to go to <laughs> medieval times. The last time that I went, I went <laughs> with uh, a mutual friend of ours, Ash, and his girlfriend at the time. And oh, they just went as adults. No, no, no. Oh. This was a Brookdale Community College. Oh, trip, there you go. And Gabdar was there. Oh my god! I know. I'm not going to say anything other than Gabdar. I almost said there. his name. <laughs> no, Gabdar. <laughs> but he's married now. Good for oh, him. It There's was someone a, for everyone. But that was a weird trip. And yeah, and it was like we were held hostage because then, you know, like you're just with this like school trip and whatever. It was Muppet Labs. Bunsen Honeydew presents a new invention to tickle your fancy. Edible paper clips. When this <laughs> bit opens. I literally laughed out loud at this. Skip. And Honeydew literally says out loud. Tinker, tinker, fiddle. Tinker, tinker, tinker. I lost my mind. I'm like, he's pretending to be busy because we're entering his lab now. Yeah, he he is too. I love him. I literally love him. And I love the fact that um, Beaker Mm -hmm. loved the paperclips. And they're just regular paperclips, It's funny. I kind of thought that they were a little too one note. And I don't 
like, because I guess like more of the modern stuff that I've watched with Honeydew, I just found them annoying. But I think his roots that we're seeing in these early episodes of The Muppet Show are so funny. Like, he's such an interesting character. I'm, I need to see who he's plays Honeydew. Sassy. Actually. Like, he is not just yeah. like Professor Lee. Like, he is like a sassy ass. Dave. Dave Goals plays, but of course, <laughs> plays Doctor Bunsen Honeydew. He's also the avocado in this episode. Oh my god, I fucking love him. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're Dave Goals. He's alive still, right? I, yeah. We need to write one him. of our fucking Dave Goals with this podcast is to have Dave Goals on. Yeah, or at least for him to talk Hashtag to us. Dave Goals. Hashtag Dave Goals. <laughs> you go by Dave, not David, right? You know, ever meet somebody who's like, no, call me this. Yeah. Yeah. I have one that we both know mutually. That I was like, I called by accident somebody at work. I called him Steven. Uh-huh. And then he was like, call me Steve. And I was like, oh, got it. But in a way where it's like, uh-huh. just Steve is fine. Yeah. And then there's another <laughs> Steven on his team. And I said, bye, Steven. Uh-huh. And I, thank God I got it right uh-huh. to the Steven. But then when I was leaving, I was like, fuck, was that Because I don't know these people yet. And I yeah. was like, fuck, was that Steve? If and I just called, called him Steven. If someone called me <laughs> Douglas, I would be like, ugh. Like, I am I in trouble? Douglas. Like, I call eesh. you Douglas. I either call you Dougie. Uh-huh. I call you tons of names, but I guess I know you so well. I yeah, just am like it's fine. throwing names at you. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, I appreciated this. I thought it was funny. Beaker, of course, has the honor of being the first to try them. To his surprise, Beaker finds them delicious and nutritious until his nose falls off. And then... Honeydew's like, oh, I'm going to have to invent some nose reattaching glue or something. I thought that was really hilarious. Oh, my God. It's so funny. So next, Floyd can't understand Kermit's casting decision. Kermit claims that Floyd fits the part of... Kermit claims that Floyd fits the part and was the only one with the gallantry and honor to play it. Of course, he said it when he said you fit the part. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Kermit always gives away his yeah, motives. Yeah, Ker- Kermit's scam is that this mask literally will fit on Floyd's head, and he needs Floyd to yeah, play this the part. the only one who could fit this is Floyd. Kermit tries to con- convince Floyd to play the part, telling him, you'll get to fight the Black Knight. But who is the Black Knight, asks Floyd. Then Gonzo, <laughs> obviously, the Black Knight, bursts in saying, the world will forever wonder who I am, with his nose. dumb, dumb hook nose in his mask. He's ridiculous. His schnazzola. Then we have two chickens play the Bells of St. Mary's <gasps> on the chimes. I, I was going to run over this, and here you are so stoked. Was this the UK spot? Nope. Oh, I loved this. I no, w- our I UK was... spot was very obvious when I explained to you what it was. It was some British shit. No, but it was oh. a rerun. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Muppets News Flash. The newsman the reports on the explosion of the oh. Smithfield Hat Factory. Yep. And then, yeah. And then on the, the hats, hats fall. fall. That's gotten really one note. It's yeah. gotten pretty... Things are going to fall from the ceiling. Yeah, that's it. That's fine. Whatever. Next, it's a transition Pearl, piece. Yes, exactly. Pearl, digging Floyd's purple threads, a gift from his main squeeze, asks him to do an impromptu performance in her dressing room. Together, they play In the Good Old Summertime. This was another, like, delight. Like, Pearl is just... She's oh. a very, like... I don't know. She's terrific. Yeah. She's a wonderful singer. She's a wonderful performer. And she just brings the energy. Yeah. It's like she's all on. energy. Yeah. Yep. Happy, smiling. Yes. Happy to be there. Yeah. And like, again, treating the Muppets like they they're real. are real. And they and are real. They don't are tell real. me they're not. Don't tell us that they're not. They are real. The UK spot is next. And it's Fozzie and Rolf performing High Diddly D. Oh, yeah. This is a rerun from fucking three weeks ago. Yeah, but did they... 
wait, hi diddly D, but they but it was different. It's like it was the same song, but it wasn't the same It was exactly the whole bit was exactly the oh, same. Oh really? It was a complete rerun from episode three oh one. Hi diddly D. And act as life for me. Oh, it was the same thing. Yeah. And then they made the same jokes. Beats they me. did it for the halibut. It was fine. Whatever. They did it for the white fish. Is halibut a white fish? I think so. I don't know. I can't click the button to find out what kind of a fish a halibut is, oh, yeah, Megan. No. You can't tether to your phone. I can. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I'll have internet for you next time. Anyway, next is pigs in space. Oh, my God. The Swine Trek crew has become lost in space, faced with the choice of either to either find out their position or perish. <laughs> Len Cogthrop has come up with the answer, prunes. Prunes, you may ask? Yes, for the Swine Trek has passed through a field of deadly snacko waves, turning everything aboard the ship into food. So he's biting, to put this into context, he is literally biting the bat, the eraser part of his pencil. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this tastes like prunes. Yeah. Prunes is such a specific thing to taste. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that it's a prune, it could be a raisin. It could be a fit. Like, it's so similar tasting. Yeah, a date. A date, yeah. yeah. And he knows it's a prune. Mm-hmm. It's. I thought that was weird. That I was, was like, weird. oh. I loved the replacement heads that they all got. Piggy all, as the cake. The replacement heads were everything in the this episode. The cauliflower? Um, oh, ca- she, Piggy makes a joke about him being cabbage, or uh-huh. somebody makes a joke about him being cabbage, and he feels it, and he goes, he goes it's a cauliflower. Yeah, so stupid. <laughs> it's and really like, great. The, 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 like, perfectness with which their head was fully replaced by oh. a piece of whatever food was also very funny. Like, they don't look any different other than... The head of this character is not the head of the character. I wish that I was in the creature shop or wherever to see to do this. Them, yeah, like building yeah. A, a cake. Piggy as a cake head. head was fucking funny. It was so funny. I wish that it, it, and it had was a her eyes cake. still though. Yeah, I like do. her like her dreamy eyes. Yeah. You know, like, oh my god! Actually, that would have been way better if yeah. it had her dreamy eyes. I don't eyes. know why it didn't. Like why? You I guess know who the has cake piggy dreamy eyes? Else. Who I don't want piggy to have dreamy eye. Their dreamy eyes. Susie Sue or not Susie Sue she does and sometimes I'm like confused like is this Piggy with a perm or is this someone else first of all this is next episode and I don't want to spoil these for next episode she sits on that piano I fucking hate Peggy Sue I'm just gonna like say it I'm not a Peggy Sue fan I I I like really don't like her I think that's the UK spot in the next episode and I'm offended by her and her and Kermie's like flirtation I fucking don't like it no not okay get rid of Peggy Sue so Scooter informs Kermit that the publishers of the Camelot music won't allow them to use the jousting number. Kermit explains he would have given anything to use it. Unfortunately, they wanted money. <laughs> I actually like this because this is very businessy. I and I love the idea of them being live and the business is still happening. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're about to go on with mm-hmm. this. We have the costumes, we have the number, we have everything and um we were just told we can't do it. If yeah. we do it, we're probably going to get sued. Yeah, you have to pay royalties. We're going to get yeah, we're going to get hit with charges. We need to pay, so we can't do it. But you know what? What they came up with instead of doing it specifically was so much better. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it was a mashup. Yeah, it, it worked just it worked as well. I don't know the songs great. from Camelot, but I know I feel like some of these songs that they First used all, in this thing. Anyway. I have no fucking idea. What do I know about Camelot? I know the Sword and the Stone. Uh-huh. That's a Camelot story, right? Uh-huh. I know Excalibur, mm-hmm. the hotel in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. The Kennedys, right? 
No. They call the Kennedys Camelot for some reason. I don't really know exactly. I didn't what know that, that is. reference. Yeah. Yeah. So you know more than What me. else about Camelot? The Quest for Camelot, that movie from the 90s. It was like an animated. No. I know that there was one with um, Heath Ledger. Is that a Camelot? That's a Knight's Tale, probably. Yeah. Right. Anytime there's a knight. It's basically that. With right? the jousting. A kid in King Arthur's Court. Remember that? Yeah. It was like one of those like baseball movies. That oh. one kid did all those movies where he was like a baseball player and then something happened to him. I'm pretty sure the same kid from like Angels about, like, in the Outfield. Of the year? That that kid, something happened to him. He was playing baseball. And he my ended mom's up in divorced, King Arthur's court. and that that was a whole. Oh load my of god! The genre movie. of my mom is divorced, <laughs> yeah. and now I'm blank. First of all, okay, let's can and, we just pause and name a couple of them? Okay, mom's divorced, rookie of the year, then ends up with like the coach, right? Uh-huh. Mom, mom, and coach end up. So yeah. it's like the kid finds okay, milk money. Uh-huh. Um. Oh my god, name more, name more. I'm pretty sure any of these movies that we can name. Kazam, is that one? Probably. Shazam. Kazam is okay, the movie. Yeah. Shazam is a made up movie that it's people believe It's a Mandela effect, yeah. Yeah. Bernstein Bears or Bernstein Bears? That's what I don't get. Is I, I don't understand Bears that one. Bears are like, I thought it was Bernstein Bears, but it's actually is... Bernstein Bears. And it's like, Steen, Stein, tomato, tomato. But it is Steen, right? I have no fucking idea. And does it know. matter? Brother Bear, Mama Bear. All I remember is uh, Mama Bear and the girl bear. Sister. Sister. Or maybe it's the boy. <laughs> None of them have names. Maybe They're brother, it's sister, sister, brother. One of the kids are washing apples in the sink. They have frightening claws. Is that what you're going to say? No. And there's a bad apple. And uh-huh. there's a worm in the apple that comes out. Yeah. And I was like, all I could think is like, well, this mom is really patient with this kid that they have a bundle of apples and they're washing them in the sink. My mom never, would never do this with me. Never have I ever seen an, a, a, a worm in an apple. No. I have never seen in a worm In the 90s, we were warned that there was going to be worms in your apples First all the all, time. Never saw one. Richard Scary's world. Richard Scary? The worm that drives an apple? Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> Fully derailed. I'm bringing us back. I'm sorry. At the dance. <laughs> At the dance, Janice and a chicken, played by Dave Goals, complain, that complain about their dancing partners. Floyd and Gonzo the Black Knight aren't too light on their feet. They're clomping around in there. Yeah. At the dance, I'm, I'm still like, I thought we were, I really did think that we I were I bet they it. don't get rid of it until season four. They must not. But it's so funny that like, whoever was interviewed in the Brian book that mm-hmm. said like, oh, good thing we got rid of that. Yeah. They didn't get rid of it until season, season three is most of the it's still just a lot of the same stuff. But, it like, is. season three, we're more than halfway with season three. Because yeah. there's five seasons, right? So, like, yeah. season so, three. Yeah, you're, like, you're right. We're at, like, a almost the halfway mark of the so series. So, I would argue that, like, At the Dance is in most of most the Most of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Muppets. We're on, like, episode, fi- what is this, like, 55, probably? In, like, you know, the whole yeah. run. So. do 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 but I do appreciate that the out the dances are actually getting better. They are getting better. They're funny. At the very least, I, in season three, at least they're actually decent. Yeah, they're no tennis jokes. They've figured one. them out a little bit better. Because that tennis episode that was a rock bottom for at the dance. I think that was fucking terrible. I don't remember what episode that was attached to, but that might be the worst episode of the show. That was show. fucking terrible. I had like we were hitting some episodes that were so bad that I had like. I had fail safes loaded where I bought like video games and I'm like, if yeah. there's ever a bad episode, here's another Muppet thing yeah. we could talk about instead. I found this comic book where someone um, walks into like a museum or something. It's an episode, an issue of like X Factor or X Force and someone walks into a museum and there's someone with a Kermit the Frog Muppet 
And it's like, oh, hey. Oh, yeah, no. He's like, that guy's not here anymore. And he's like, wait, who? And then he punches. It's like a villain who's hiding out behind a counter. And he punches the guy in the face with Kermit as his fist. Right, I was like, all prepared to show you all these yeah, other things any, because anything. the episodes are terrible. We'll watch a funnier die video from the aughts. Yeah, but it's gotten good. So backstage, Kermit decides to cancel the joust as it will be dumb. <laughs> oh, it's going to be terrible. Light and Janice are in full agreement, but Gonzo the Black Knight won't let him do it and forces the frog to introduce the scene. So Kermit explains to the audience that there is a very pointed argument against canceling it and he introduces a slightly adjusted jousting scene. I don't remember the jousting. I just remember... Was there joust? I just remember the singing. There was... I think there was truly jousting, but it was primarily, like, through song. Like, they introduced the horses and everything, and we got to see that big, goofy horse that wears new balances again. I love... I love him. Wait, wait, wait. His name is Paul Revere. Yes. Yeah, I love him. So With the, the jousting And then he scene, also has buck teeth. Yes, he's like... And he talks like... like doesn't he talk like John Wayne? Yeah, who... Was that Bob Hope wrote him in that episode? Oh. Remember? And, like, the legs all move at, like, different <laughs> speeds and different pacing. And, like, pacing. he looks way too big to be on that horse. Yes. It, like, I don't know big. what camera trickery <laughs> they performed that someone was not in pain the entire time. So the jousting scene begins with Onlooker singing Ascot Gavote from My Fair Lady. When Rolf introduces Pearl Bailey, she performs her own rendition of Hello, Dolly! from the musical of the same name. Scooter and Fozzie then continue with Fungu for Tin Horns from Guys and Dolls. I knew it was like, it was all sorts of show tunes. Some of the stuff was, yeah, it was familiar, not, like, I didn't know it, but it was familiar. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I I feel like anything, well, then they, of course, anything they do goes. anything you can do. No. <laughs> The bragging song from Annie Get Your Gun. Yeah. Piggy. Then Do you know comes... the Annie Get Your Gun song by Squeeze? Oh, yeah. That's a B-side, I think. I think that's the only thing that I can think of now <laughs> is that. That's not from Annie Get Your Gun, obviously. It's all over A band with that was British but had one American member and Fleetwood Mac, a band that was both British with one American member or two? I don't know. Is Stevie Nicks the only American? Maybe. In Fleetwood Mac? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I, I'm like, there are bands like that, right? Like, what other bands are there? I think, uh-huh. I think it's Squeeze and Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Bush is know. like a fake grunge band that is British and not from Seattle. Uh-huh. But, like, feels like they're British. Oh, no, you Bush said they are British? Yeah, Bush doesn't feel British to me. Bush is British. Are they British? Yeah. Oh. Gavin... <clears throat> What's his name? Rosdale. Rosdale. I almost said DeGraw. Me too! That's what I was like, the, Gavin like, DeGraw. Pianist. Gavin... Also to call Gavin DeGraw a pianist. <laughs> Gavin Rosdale, uh, definitely British. Mm-hmm. Is he? Bisexual, man. And I remember when, like, him and Gwen Stefani got together, she came out and said, well, he probably misses sleeping with men. And I was like... And then he slept with their nanny. Who's a woman? Yeah. Oh. And then their family broke up, and now she's married to The Voice. Oh, she's married to the country singer, right? Yeah. yeah. Blake Shelton. 
Gwen Stefani is the kind of person to me who, like, in the 90s when um, Tragic Kingdom came out, I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this seems like the coolest person in the whole world. Yeah. Why would anybody break up with her? Why would whatever? Yeah, like, why did Tony like, do that? Yeah, yeah, why did <laughs> yeah. Tony do that? She yeah. seems like the coolest person ever. And uh-huh. then, like, as we get to know her, she literally has zero personality. Yeah, she's just whatever you yeah. need her to Although, be. Although, we went to Bamboozle in the early aughts, and she literally climbed, she climbed the scaffolding. The scaffolding, which that was, was really cool. I have to say, like, if you have no personality, do something gutsy. Yeah, she climbed, like, 25 feet in the air, you would say? Maybe. I would say she she was like if she fell she would have fully died <laughs> probably because she'd have fallen on something horrible i'm sure yeah like she climbed but it was and that was pretty cool especially in Wait. My, like okay was she singing the climb from tragic kingdom when she did that because that would have been also cool well let's just pretend she was okay i hope like, she was sing- about i love that song the thing about a memory is that like yeah it, it's can, whatever you want it whatever you want it to be <laughs> miss piggy then comes <laughs> comes yeah Miss Piggy then comes on the scene to warn Floyd about Gonzo singing A Boy Like That from West Side Story. So far, the oh, scene makes no sense at all. As this said was by great when they started doing A West Side Story. I thought mm-hmm. that was terrific. I yeah, This really was just like how many different musicals all rolled into one crazy it's a scene? Medley. Like five or six. I love songs. a medley. And you know who's great at a medley? Our friend Julie Klasner. Yeah. Unfortunately. I didn't really get to talk about that. It sucks. I've seen her, though. Yeah. So I'm getting my booster this Friday. Uh-huh. So just for context, mm-hmm. I had a booster shot scheduled, and um, the Rite Aid that I booked it at made me wait an hour. So then, of course, I got impatient. I said, give me my things back. I'm, I'm going. An hour is, like, ridiculous. Too much. You had an appointment. I had an appointment. So then I went to Joe's Pub to see Julie Klausner uh, the other day. And I was turned away because I did not have my booster shot. That, like, really does suck and is bonkers in, like, a world where, like, Eric Adams, like, rolled back all COVID protocols no, and mean, then got pro- COVID himself. Like, yeah. I'm very surprised to see that there are places that and, were that. And, like, yeah, you know. Joe's Pub was really serious. And I yeah. went around the block and, I mean, they didn't even check if I had a, yeah. any, any sort of whatever. And nobody was wearing masks. But, like, I was upset because... Of course, I wanted to see my queen, Julie Klausner, mm-hmm. but, you know, you win some, you lose some. But I am getting my booster finally on um, Friday because I will be traveling to Ireland and I don't want to be, like, screwed in Europe when I'm there. Yeah. No. No. That would be terrible. Imagine no, if I, like, you, flew vacation. to... Imagine if I flew to Ireland and they were like, sorry, you have to go back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hi, Welcome. Bye-bye. Anyway. I love that they... Hi! That's how they talk in Ireland. Yeah. Welcome! No, they fully don't talk like that. And ask me to do an Irish brogue, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can say... Jimmy! <laughs> no one knows the movie The Secret of Ronanish. People know the movie The no, Secret of Ronanish. No, they don't. Wait, what do they say to him? I see him, or like... I, I saw the, him! The little cradle. The little crater. The little cradle, baby. He's walking in the crater. It's a movie about the black Irish, meaning the Irish people who were impregnated by seals. The Selkies. The Selkies. They're oh, my God. Selkies. Wow, you've it's seen, like a mermaid first story. Of all, you've seen this movie once. I've seen this movie 10,000 times, and I, I completely Megan, forgot about Megan, it. Megan, I've been to the United Kingdom already, though. You have to understand. <laughs> first of all, the Republic of Ireland, where I'm being going, grossed in, that in culture, the United Kingdom. It's its be, own country. To be surrounded by that culture, though. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> So as the scene I ends, 
Pearl leads the the Muppets in Everything's Coming Up Roses. Anything goes. Sorry. From, um, I don't know. That's from Gypsy. I remember my dad used to really like watching that movie. My dad liked the producers, uh-huh. and my mom literally made fun of him that he was gay. Our dads, like, low-key could have been very good friends, I think. Oh, I fully feel like, like our dads could have been f- great friends. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if you heard me say that my mom uh-huh. called my dad gay. Uh-huh. Like, what? <laughs> is wrong with my mom <laughs> meanwhile my mom grew up doing theater grew up in a hair salon yeah. was literally surrounded by gays every gay adult i knew growing up was friends with my mom uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> call my dad gay what the fuck is wrong with you oh you want to watch that gay movie the <laughs> that's another 90s thing too oh my god my mom and early aughts to call things gay oh fully that, at least gay. Oh my god! Oh, you can't. I didn't mean it like that. I mean like the Wanda Sykes. Don't call things. Don't say things are gay when you mean they're lame. You know that oh, commercial yeah, yeah. she used to do. But Florida is basically like gay yeah, doesn't exist. It doesn't in Florida though, right? No. Just everywhere else. You know what Florida should worry about? The fact that they probably have the highest dropout rate in their school systems yeah. than any other state in the United States. Yeah. Even, even like Alabama, Kentucky, Arkansas, I was Kentucky. Thinking. Yeah. Those, I was thinking, really like, Mitch bad. McConnell's state, who he yeah. should, like, who voted for Mitch McConnell? I don't know. Why does he... I don't know. Why does he have so much power? It's like, he was voted in by a state where nobody fucking lives. Uh-huh. And he's the minority power yeah. in the house. Why? I don't understand like, why. I get... So I understand the Senate, and the idea of the Senate is two from every state, so that it's... Uh-huh. You know, it's... The Noah's Ark it's policy. It's fair. It's... Yeah, uh-huh. the Noah's Ark. Two by two. But it's true. It's like... Not everybody's going to live and blah, blah, blah. And if you're going to be a republic, you need representation. And we have the House to balance this out, right? But Mitch McConnell, in my opinion, especially, and I am going to be an elitist from the state he's from, has way too much fucking power. Yeah. In our Senate. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. Preaching to the choir. How much money does your state take Mm -hmm. in funding from a state like... Because the way that the United States works is that, like, we all obviously pay federal taxes and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the federal taxes that are going to that state are coming from states like, I don't know, New Jersey. Yeah. States where people actually live. Yeah. And yet, this motherfucker has so... I'm drinking. Uh-huh. I need to stop. Has so... Anyway, <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> At Shut cl- Megan up. At closing... Pearl offers to help Gonzo and Floyd out of their costumes, claiming she used to be a welder. I thought that was really funny when they're like, Pearl, oh, what did you, you did costuming in, in a, you know, no. in a past career? No, I'm a welder. And she pulls out like a blowtorch and whatever. Bitch, bitch went to Votech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm looking through some of the notes. The Disney Plus version is missing the last couple of seconds of the At The Dance. For this episode. Fine. The same joke about the mystery of the Black Knight will be likewise used. Wait, so like to see it, we need the DVD or something? Like we didn't... S- First of all... Megan? Disney Plus shouldn't be cutting anything. Do me a favor. Uh. Listen to this. The same joke about the mystery of the Black Knight will be used likewise with the same punchline for Dirth Nader. Next season. First of all, what kind of a fucking name is Dirth Nader? It sounds like it. girth. There is an episode called <gasps> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you behind that mask?
Well, you might ask. Ah, good grief. Stormtroopers! Surround them! Gonzo's going to be a Darth Vader parody in the next season? That's amazing. I am... I thought that was somebody's name. No, Darth Nader. That's got to be for a Star Wars parody. I am so excited, especially because we know from the book that the studio they filmed Star Wars at was literally next to. Yeah. The studio that and they like, filmed the Muppets at. And, like, the guest of that episode is called Star Wars. And so Frank I don't Oz, know who else is in it. I don't know if you guys know this, but Frank Oz is a part of Star Wars. Oh, my God. What part does he play in Star Wars? He's a little-known character uh-huh. called Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. Is that... Which one is Yoda? Yoda is actually... Um, he trains Luke Skywalker to be, like, a better Jedi. Oh. Because Luke Skywalker's all like, You mean old Ben Kenobi? <laughs> I'm excited for the Star Wars Muppets crossover. That's episode's got to be amazing. You think Yoda's in it? I don't know. <gasps> it could <gasps> be. Because it's, it's, re- it's Empire era. Stop! I think by then. All right. Isn't it weird that Yoda isn't in A New Hope? It is weird. And Yoda's like such an important character in the long run and everything in the grand scheme of everything. But, the, but, but New Hope, right? Mm-hmm. I'm your father? No. Okay. That's in Empire. What What's epic from New Hope? Old Ben Kenobi. You mean Old Ben Kenobi? Yeah, but th- no, I don't think that there's really That's anything like that. There's no real like lines Just, in that um, movie. Well, I don't know if you. Um, we. I wanted to say, "Are you there, God? It's me, vodka." But that's a Chelsea Handler book. Mm-hmm. Um, but help me with names of Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Okay. Wishful drinking. Yes, is the name wishful of her drinking. Book. Okay. I can translate one of her Megan. books. Thank you. Uh-huh. I read them around the same time. Uh-huh. Um. Her, I don't know if you read that book. No, it's I've never read so any of her good. books. Okay, highly recommend Wishful Drinking. Hilarious, mm-hmm. but she also talks about like how she got the role in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, she was studying in school in England. Yeah. So in A New Hope, she kind of has a British accent, and then yeah. like it's like in and out, and and she makes fun of herself. Like this is what I love about Carrie Fisher. Yeah. She fully makes fun of herself. She could She's definitely like, take yeah. a joke. Also, have seen Postcards from the Edge. Have you seen that movie? No. Mm. That's like the story of her life, sort of. Yeah, with her right? mom. Yeah. Yeah. With Meryl Streep plays her, I think. Very good movie. Okay, so next week we're going to watch the Gene Stapleton episode of The Muppet Show. And all I have to say about the Gene Stapleton episode is that you should tune in because guess who's back? Back again? Who's back? Gladys! Yeah. With a new, first of all, she has like a St. Patrick's Day outfit on. I don't know if you noticed. She kind of does. She like looks like she's. She's very, I don't know, she's a wild character. She is, I wonder who she's based after. When I die and meet Jim Henson, I really want to ask These are all your questions. You have to write them down. Oh, yeah, I have to write them down. Can I ask, um. Can I take questions with me to the afterworld? I don't see why not. You could just as easily ask, um, Richard Hunt. Too. I mean, that's his character, right? He plays Gladys. <gasps> oh, yeah, and he's still with us. No, he's not. That's why I said in the afterlife. Oh, Richard Hunt's not Richard with Hunt us? dies almost a year after Jim. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. The Whisper. Yes. 
Okay, so next week we're watching the Gene Stapleton episode. Here's the premise to that episode. The Gene Stapleton episode premiering in the UK on April 16th, 1978, which is weird because we'll probably record that episode on the 16th at this point. And in the yeah. UK, in the US, it airs on October 5th, 1978. Okay, here's the premise. Kermit puts up... Archie! Sorry, <laughs> I can't. You. Do your impression of Edith. Kermit puts up with various problems in the theater. Animal eats Gonzo's trained Mexican jumping beads, which make him jump whenever someone says... Arriba! He gets a strange sandwich from Gladys, and then he puts up with Miss Piggy's temper when Annie Sue is chosen over her in the melodrama sketch. Fuck Annie Sue. On top of all of this, Jean Stapleton announces who she'd like her partner to be for the closing number, Crazy Harry. Mm-hmm. So join us next week when we watch the Gene Stapleton episode of The Muppet Show. Um, follow us on social media at ITTWTM. Wait, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I know we're going to watch this Gene Stapleton episode, mm-hmm. but do you think we should watch at least one episode of All in the Family? We should see if there's a good All in the Family to watch in relation to this. Maybe an episode of All in the Family that was around the same time, if there is one. Or one that maybe has some sort of adjacency to... The Muppets to Sesame Street to some sort of yeah. Something. Let's see. We should try to find one. All right, me and tag. if we can't find one, we'll watch one with Maud. Yeah. Okay. I love it. How's that sound? That sounds great. So until next week, follow us at ITTWTM. Message us. Message us. And Doug has taken over some of the Instagram. Now we share. I mean, not the Instagram, the Twitter. Yeah, the Twitter. We we share it. So what do you got? You gonna say your famous catchphrase? Message us. Thanks for the gumball, Kermit.